Welcome to Coaching Carrie, the podcast where two lawyers turned life and leadership coaches rewatch Sex in the City and can't help but wonder how would Carrie, Miranda, Charlotte, and Samantha's lives have been different if they just had a coach to help them along. All right, I'm going on record as saying that even though she's not actually a single serving friend, Susan Sharon is my favorite single serving friend. <laughs> and by that, I mean, she she shows up in, uh, in a later episode very briefly. So I suppose, you know, she doesn't qualify, but she is my absolute favorite. I love her. I wish she had been in the series more don't, than she is. Don't you mean she's your favorite roommate of Carrie's? <laughs> oh my god i just love her i think she's so funny she's very funny and her story as short as it is is like nuanced and interesting and like she's obviously like a world traveler and she's got this interesting job and like i really wish she would have stuck around more yes and i also want a friend who can get me wholesale prices on cashmere i mean let's be honest Oh, real? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's dive in. So here we are, season two, episode two. It is called The Awful Truth, and it aired on June 6th, 1999. And in this episode, we take on, as Carrie puts the question, honesty versus propriety. Are there things in a relationship that you shouldn't say? So I'm going to dispense with the easy storylines first. Charlotte has a new man. It's a puppy named Henry. <laughs> with a penchant for inconsistent behavior and destroying things. And as a result, he doesn't last too long in Charlotte's life, despite her attempts to make him the perfect man for her. Dog lovers fear not, though. He does find a happy home. More on that in a minute. <laughs> Miranda is in a new relationship with spring roll guy, a.k.a. Aaron Melman, the dermatologist. I don't know why that name makes me laugh. It just does. Who likes to talk dirty in bed. But Miranda, who talks a lot in her life, prefers quiet sex. However, however, with a little encouragement from Charlotte and Samantha, she tries to talk dirty and finds that she enjoys it until apparently she crosses some invisible line by talking about fingers in the ass. <laughs> She's bummed because she found a new game, liked playing, and then got burned because nobody told her the rules. Mm. Samantha is still with James, but their relationship is newly sexless. After last episode, Mm. James asks her to go to counseling where she tries to say everything except what's actually going on until she finally blurts out that his penis is in fact too small. And before storming out, he says, well, have you ever thought maybe your vagina is too big? Which I don't know why also made me laugh. Great reframe. Great reframe. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough, James. Fair enough. We, as you point out, meet a new friend of Carrie's. Susan Sharon. She's married to a quote, very mean man named Richard. And we see Carrie and Susan Sharon have this awkward encounter at Susan Sharon's apartment in which Richard screams at both Susan Sharon and Carrie. After Carrie leaves, Susan Sharon calls Carrie to apologize and asks her her opinion on whether she should remain in her marriage or not, which seems like the most loaded question ever. Mm Mm-hmm. Ultimately, we learn that Susan Sharon tells her husband that he's an asshole, which leads to a hysterical back and forth conversation about 
the husband telling Susan Sharon that at the altar he thought she was basic, and then her telling him that she didn't think that Rogaine's working. I mean, it's just the silliest little aside. But ultimately, she leaves and credits Carrie with having the guts to do it, and then invites herself to stay over at Carrie's house. Hence my reference to Carrie's mm-hmm. roommate. Within days, though, she's equivocating a little bit. When she goes to visit Charlotte and Henry with Carrie, she talks about wanting to get home in case Richard calls because she wants to be able to answer the phone and tell him that she's not going to talk to him, but also maybe saying that the girls don't fully understand that Richard can be a very nice guy. Meanwhile, it's Carrie's birthday and she Mm. gets birthday roses from Big, but what do they mean? Charlotte thinks they're the grand gesture and Miranda and Samantha feel a little bit differently, alternately thinking that he's muddied the waters or that they're just roses. Carrie calls big to say thank you for the flowers and ends up inviting him to her birthday party with a date. (laughs) The date, however, turns out to be our friend, messy divorce, Jack, who is yet again in the middle of a breakup. This is good news for our friend, Susan Sharon, who initially flirts shamelessly with Jack until that turns into talking about Richard. And finally, Jack says to her, do you ever shut the fuck up? (laughs) And she realizes that, oh, actually, maybe I miss my husband. Flash forward to Susan, Sharon, Richard, and our pup, Henry, as one big happy family. So thank goodness it works out for all of them. At the end of the birthday soiree, Carrie and Big end up together on the street and have a very loaded goodbye to their night. And by loaded, I mean it's like this emotionally heavy moment with very few words, really well acted by the two of them, I felt like. Yeah. And as he drives away in his car, Carrie says, there's one thing she couldn't say um, to him, which is, I'm still not over you. Yeah. So much in this one. And the one piece I didn't talk about in the in the summary that I saw when I watched again this morning is when she's musing on the meaning of the roses. She has this statement where she says, was I was wrong, the one thing big couldn't say, which I thought was such an interesting thing because what was he wrong about? Yeah, I had the same reaction when I heard her say that line. I was like, sorry, what what is he supposed to be? Saying he was wrong about I mm, that he couldn't tell you, like, marry me now on the street as you were about to catch a plane. That you totally, like, I don't know, dumped on him. I mean, it's not as though you'd been talking about it for weeks and then he right. just couldn't, like, man up and say it. Like, right. you literally spring it on him as you're about to leave. Like, I'll go to the Caribbean with you, but only if you tell me I'm the one. What? Yeah, here's my hat box. Where's my <laughs> ring? Like, I mean, like what? <laughs> no one was expecting this, but you, Carrie. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh. So yeah, I mean, just just throwing that out there that again, we're like in this muddy place of does Carrie really have the narrative in her head as it actually happened, or does she have this different narrative where somehow Big is to blame for their breakup? Well, right, and her like unconscious behavior is betraying her right because she's still really um married to this idea that like the the breakup is ongoing you know i'm still like working through it but then she like blurts out come to my birthday party well okay that does not that's not consistent with i'm working through this breakup and i'm committed to the ending of this relationship right And oh, by the way, like he kind of equivocates and is like, I had plans. I might have to bring somebody. Not sure I can come. And then shows up. Mm -hmm. And -hmm. then when he shows up, he's like, I can't stay long. I left my camel outside. And somehow they're the last two people to leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. A lot of signs that uh, this breakup might not be uh, the final word. Right. Right. (laughs) So let's dive into the coaching questions. And the first one is for Carrie. And it is, what did you want the roses to mean? That's a good question. (laughs) Oh, I love the moment where she's sitting at the diner with the girls after she's gotten the roses and she's wearing that big white sweater with her hair like tucked into the back. And she's almost like laying on the table and she's got her head in her hand. She is so self-soothing in that moment. And she said, they're from big, even though the card's not signed. Like, I know they're from him. And you know everything you need to know in that moment. Is that, you know, they go through, you know, Samantha says, well, what kind of flowers? Roses, red, big, right? Like she, you know what she wants those roses to mean. She wants to be on board with Charlotte, but because like her conscious mind is still like invested in this breakup being ongoing, she's got to kind of say, okay, well, maybe it's just muddying the waters. Maybe it's something else. But really, I think that she wants Charlotte to be right, that this is the grand gesture and he's trying to make amends for whatever it is she thinks he did. What he did wrong or what he was supposed to admit that he did wrong. Right. Yeah. I mean, and and that's just it. So if it is a grand gesture, what is it a grand gesture of in her mind? Right. You know, is it a grand gesture of you are the one? I mean, again, we're back to this place where Carrie is like, rather than communicating about what's going on, she is ascribing meaning to all of these things and like creating this whole layer cake of story in her head without mm. really having the fact. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And she doesn't even, well, I guess she gets a little bit of information when she calls big and he says, oh yeah, my secretary had the date. So, and then she says, oh, well, you know, thanks to your secretary for sending me flowers. And then he says, no, I sent the flowers. She told me what the day was. I don't like, why wouldn't she just say like, so what does this mean? And he could have said like, I just was thinking of you on your birthday. He could, I mean, he could have said a million different things to give her some clarity. And she just decides to like invite him to the birthday and like let the cards fall where they may. I don't know. It's super weird to me. Like, I think we're, we're, we're led to believe, right. That this is the first time they're talking since that moment yeah. on the sidewalk. Yeah. And it's like a pretty still, uh, not even stilted. It's a pretty short conversation. Well, I guess they talked in the bar last episode, but they're yes. intentionally like contacting yes. each other. They just happen to meet in the bar. But yes, this is the first like intentional contact. Well, and we don't see anything in the bar to suggest that they are they had any sort of like, so what's been up with you for the past two months? Or, right. you know, how's work or how's whatever? How's your mom? I mean, none of the sort of normal things that one might ask yeah. when one hasn't talked to somebody that they used to be really close to for a period of time, right? And so, yeah, it's interesting. It's mm. interesting. So then the next question, and this is kind of for everybody, and it's a two-part question. It's what do you stand to lose by being honest? And what could you gain? Yeah. And I, I mean, think, I mean, we could just break it down person by person, right? Yeah. I mean, my brain goes immediately to Samantha. Can we talk about the therapist for a second though? <laughs> Into me see. Into me see. And <laughs> The end. Good work, you two. Like, I mean, she is, she cracks me up. And then her whole, like, I hear that at the end end of this session. She just cracks me up. But so Samantha is so interesting because even at the end of last season, it's almost like she's already made the decision that this uh, relationship is going nowhere because of the physical shortcomings James has. 
And last episode, she really tries to find a way to make it work, but doesn't tell him. And then this episode, she's trying not to, it's so weird. She's trying not to tell him what's going on because it will destroy the relationship. But in reality, the relationship's already destroyed. Well, I think that's right. And I think, you know, as I think about it in the framed this way of like, what could you gain? What could you lose? I mean, there is a world in which she could explain what is going on for her and give him an opportunity to come forward with solutions. Yeah. Which yes. she doesn't even allow him the opportunity to do because she bottles it, bottles it, bottles it until what she stands to lose by not telling the truth is she stands to lose or stands to have to go and see into Misi again and she can't do it. And that's what right. prompts her to be like, it's just too small. But I mean, like, it's a total missed opportunity to like for him to have any chance of contributing to a solution. Right. Right. And I mean, it because she like lets it linger for so long and then gets into the situation where she's with a therapist that she doesn't want to be with. And there's a potential that for it to be a continuing relationship with the therapist. And so now she's in under pressure. And so she blurts it out in the most hurt, kind of hurtful way she could say it. Right. It's just so blunt. Yeah. Your dick's too small. There were a million other ways you could have said like, that you're struggling to get satisfaction out of your sex life. Our Yeah, our sexual relationship is not satisfying to me. Right. You could have said it a million different ways yeah. that invited collaboration and, yes. <laughs> you know, co-creating solutions yes. instead of you have a deficiency that I can't, you know, agree to. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, she ended up with exactly what she thought she was going to end up with because she couldn't tell the truth earlier, I think. Well, and she, I mean, I think you were raising a point. She had already had a, she had a predetermined outcome in her head. Yeah. And so there was nothing in her mind. If the outcome is already predetermined, there's nothing to be gained by telling the truth, right? There's no collaborative yeah. opportunity because this is just not simply not going to work. And so the only outcome here, if I tell the truth is I lose this relationship. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Which is not fact. That is a story, right? Yeah. Um, and even with Charlotte, right? I kind of glossed over that storyline, but we see her sort of navigating, like trying to train Henry and trying to have him not chew her <laughs> shoes and not chew her purses. And there's a lack of truth telling there of this dog is actually not working for me. <laughs> I love the poo on her bed <laughs> when she comes back to the house. Not only has he crapped in her hallway oh, and everywhere, her it's everywhere. Hands, she, she, she then goes into the bedroom and there are, there's on her bed and it's just, it's just ah, it makes me crazy every time I see it but yeah I mean she just like Charlotte is apt to do you know wants the perfect version of the thing that she's going for and Henry sort of doesn't doesn't live up to the perfect little like lap dog image so you know he has he has to go yep yep <sighs> and then you have Miranda who you know is trying this new this new, and I call it a game and I don't mean game in a bad way, but like trying this new approach to her sexuality and rather than asking sort of where the boundaries and edges are of her partner, mm. you know, she crosses it. And I mean, that, that, that was a deal breaker for him is kind of crazy to me, but <laughs> maybe not the guy. Right. I, I mean, the whole thing is played for a joke, right? Like, ah, yeah. oh, straight dudes can't deal with the fact that they like butt play. Okay. But I mean, <laughs> There's no, there's no, no, you're right. Like it's a little bit like hashtag no homo, right? Like, yes. I mean, but 
it doesn't really make much sense based on their interactions to that point. Like he's, he's pretty explicit the way he's talking to her. So I don't get why suddenly it's a problem when she's, and she's just describing what they've done. It's not like, yeah, it's not like she's introducing a new concept that they haven't tried. Right. And why would it be, I mean, so this is maybe like back at him, right? Like, why can't he just tell the truth of it makes me uncomfortable to talk about that? Yeah. 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 Right. Because then, I mean, given that Miranda is like a newbie in in this dirty talk area, she probably would have been like, oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. Got it. I didn't know that was one of the rules. Like, right. right, right, right. I'm learning that. And and let's be clear when you're in a new relationship with each other, that is what you're doing. You're learning where the boundaries and edges are. And if you can't have a conversation to say, I'm not comfortable with that, or I I don't want to do this, then you're never going to get to a place where you have a successful kind of lasting interaction. Right. Well, and yes, for sure. And he's already asked Miranda to kind of go out on a limb with what she's comfortable with by, you know, responding to him in this way. You know, she's very different at the end of the episode than she was at the beginning where she was just like, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and then she, she goes to, yeah, I love your rock hard dick or whatever she says. Yes. Um, so she's already, you know, taken several steps toward him. And then he just like takes a flying leap away when she just kind of steps into something that she didn't know was there. Right. Yeah. So yes, it's really an unfair kind of uh, divide between them. Absolutely. Well, and so this leads me to my last coaching question, which is kind of related to this because we haven't talked about Carrie yet, but I want to flag this specific issue. My question is, what is stopping you from telling Big that you aren't over him? Yeah, this is hard, right? Because she like set up, hard to even talk about it because we don't know what it was she was looking for (laughs) when she gave him the ultimatum on the sidewalk, right? We don't know if she was looking for- She was looking for a sign, Carrie. Well, oh, okay. Why don't you, don't you want to stand still with me? Like, oh, it's crystal clear now. (laughs) Clear as mud. I don't know what she wanted, but she has like, is so invested in this idea that he did not deliver on whatever it was she was looking for in that moment. And so like, she just can't, can't get past it on a subliminal level. Like I was saying earlier, her kind of subconscious behavior is belying this idea that she has that he did me wrong. We shouldn't be together. This will never work. So I guess like the, it seems like the attachment to he did me wrong is what keeps her from being honest. Yeah. And the way you've just sort of broken it down there makes me think that maybe really the coaching question would need to be, what does it mean to you that you can't get over him? Yeah. Right. Because it is very popular that you aren't over him, not can't get aren't over him. Right. Because for some people, right. The answer could very easily be, I'm not over him, but I don't need to tell him it's something I'm working on. It's not a not over him. And I want to get back together or, and I want more, but I don't know what it means to her. Yeah. I don't think that she knows what it means either. It's almost like she's running a script. Okay. So I'm with this guy. And by the way, we found out last episode that Big and Carrie dated for a year. I meant to say that. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, we've been asking this, right? Like how long has it been? Which is Now it's interesting to like look back on it and say, okay, in season one, essentially each episode was a month of the year. Yep. But they were all summer. So it's cool. Yeah. So I don't know how we're (laughs) supposed to get that, but okay. So it's almost like she's running this script. Okay, I I dated this guy for a year. He hasn't told me he loves me. I need some concrete demonstration that this is going somewhere. 
I've told him I want to get married to someone. He kind of batted that away. So I must break up with him and I must be committed to that breakup because he did not fulfill my super clear and easy to understand expectations. I think that's right, right? Like that the goal here of dating is to end up married and this isn't clearly going to going in that direction. Therefore, I must end it. And like according to her, because he didn't say the right thing, God only knows what that would have been on the sidewalk, right? He didn't say to her like we're not getting married. Well, because know. he wasn't even prepared for that. I mean, that's like a lot of conversation to have in the moment, right? And I think, you know, what he tries to say to her on the sidewalk at the end of season one is come on this vacation with me where we will have time, just the two of us, and we can have this conversation. Right. But she's just very committed to like, no, you do it now or you lose me. Right. I need a sign this instant that this is worth me sticking around for. And in fact, what she has done, I mean, let's be frank about it. What she's done is wasted a bunch of time by being unclear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that she, so that's what she's done for sure. But that she also, I think is worried that she's going to continue to waste more time by like even going on the trip with him. Right. Like that's just wasted time and energy in someone who is not going to like do what I want him to do and give me this sign. I don't know. It would never be a waste of time to go to the Caribbean with big. I just want to put that out there. That could be like a rule. If we want to have a rule for that, like that could be a rule. (laughs) I totally agree with that. That's going to be like coaching carry rule number one. If big asks you to go to the Caribbean with him, you go. go. (laughs) Get your swimsuit, girl. You go into the Caribbean. Grab your hat box and hit the road, sister. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, it just seems like her investment in this script that she's written for herself that like, I, Carrie Bradshaw, will not waste time on man who refuses to answer my ultimatum on sidewalk might be what's holding her back. But but OPS, while I'm not wasting time, I'm still spending all this time thinking about him, talking about him, worrying about him, preparing to see him. Oh, yeah. Worrying about what happened when I saw him. You know, like just it's such a presence in her life that it's like she's not actually saved herself from spending the time or let's call it the capacity, like the time and energy on him. And so maybe it would be better to just have the conversation with herself first, Mm -hmm. right? Which is why I think that would be such a powerful coaching question if she were sitting with us to say like, okay, what does this actually mean to you? Let's unpack it. Let's figure it out a little bit how you're feeling about it. Yeah. And let's own the tension that's there. Let's be honest that you want those roses to be the grand gesture because you wish that this could have been a thing. Mm -hmm. And that may or may not mean that you try to make it a thing again. It just, let's acknowledge what's actually happening here. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, Carrie, girl, you got to get out of your own way. (laughs) Does she ever? I mean, I don't know. We'll find out, right? We'll find out. (laughs) All right. So let me recap coaching questions. The first question is for Carrie. What did you want the roses to mean? The second question, which is a two-parter, is for everyone. It's what what do you stand to lose by being honest and what could you gain? And then the last question is, we phrase it kind of two ways, but what does it mean to you that you aren't over big? Mm-hmm. Awesome questions. As we're navigating the breakup that may or may not be an actual breakup. <laughs> as, we, right? <laughs> as we move through season two. 
Well, awesome. Thanks everyone for being here. We're glad to have you and we'll see you again for the next episode. Hey, it's Carrie. I would love to connect with you out in the world at carriewalshcoaching.com. There you'll find more information about me, coaching, blog posts, and an opportunity to sign up for my newsletter. Or if you or your company is looking for executive coaching, you can check out theatalantagroup.com for more information. That's the A-T-A-L-A-N-T-A group.com. Hey, that's Becky. To connect with me, the easiest way is to head over to my website at untanglehappiness.com. There you can learn more about the services I offer, as well as get additional information about my book, The Happiness Recipe, A Powerful Guide to Living What Matters. I look forward to connecting with you.